Fields, Rafa, and we are in the Rafa series. And this morning, the subject that we will be speaking from is, You are the miracle. Hey, you are the miracle. And we're going to speak from that subject. And we are going to deal with Matthew chapter 8. And we will be reading from verse 28. To those who are listening online, thank you so much for tuning in. May God bless you as well. And may this message bring deliverance in your life. God is faithful and is a God who delivers. Amen. So Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We will be reading from verse 28. All the way down to verse 34. So the word of God declares, Matthew writes and he says, gives account. And when Jesus came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tomb so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, the demons cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them. And the demons begged Jesus saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And Jesus said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs and behold the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the waters the herdsmen fled and going into the city they told everything especially what had happened to the demon possessed men and behold all the city came out to meet jesus and when they saw Jesus, they begged him to leave their region. God bless the reading of his word. Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 6, I want to go back to Matthew chapter 6 quickly. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus taught on the importance of prayer in Matthew chapter 6. If you can read the beginning of that chapter, you will see that Jesus emphasized the importance of how one ought to pray. So Jesus spoke on the importance of prayer in Matthew chapter 6, but he also spoke on the importance of prayer being genuine. So, so Jesus spoke of the fact that prayer should not be fabricated, but prayer should be genuine and authentic. So, so Jesus spoke of the fact that, that hypocrites love to pray to be seen by others. And, and as soon as prayer is done in that manner, then it means that prayer itself is fabricated that specific moment so jesus says 
that, that in other words that we should not get ourselves into the habit of fabricated prayer but we should get ourselves into the habit of authentic prayer so it is critical that our prayer lives are not built on falsehood but that our prayer lives become truthful therefore the lord's prayer itself the lord's prayer itself some people will say that our father the lord's prayer itself will only become effective when we start understanding it so as long as the lord's prayer becomes recited as a routine as a religious activity there will be no power in terms of you praying it but as soon as you start understanding what you are praying in terms of the lord's prayer then the lord's prayer becomes effective in your life because the lord's prayer is a model of prayer that jesus gave and when he gave that model he gave a structure of how one ought to pray actually so so when jesus gave the structure and the model jesus emphasized the important aspects and the important principles of the kingdom of god that you should always understand when it comes to prayer so the lord's prayer was not just jesus saying this is how you ought to pray just say this every time but the lord's prayer was a model a structure that's given for us that we may start not only just praying it but understand prayer so that's the importance of the lord's prayer and it is an important and powerful example of how one ought to pray because if we are not careful and we continue to recite it over and over and over we will end up making it a religious activity and we will not understand the, the power it carries because the power it carries has to do with the understanding that you need to obtain from the text for if you if you do it as a religious activity and you continue just to recite it because jesus said this is one how one ought to pray you you will start saying things without practicing it you will start saying things such as forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us just as you reciting it but you will fail to love what you are speaking of so so jesus did not say say in your prayer forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who are trespassing jesus says understand the importance of the forgiveness so when you say it then you realize the importance that when you forgive others god will also forgive you likewise so it is critical that we do not make this a religious activity but that we may understand the importance of this model but nevertheless the understanding of scripture is more important than the knowledge of scripture the understanding of scripture 
is more important than the knowledge of scripture because you can read the word and you can recite verses unless you understand it it cannot work for you so so and I know what you need to do when you read the Bible the first thing is Lord enlighten the eyes of my understanding when I read your word and only then will the word become a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path when you start understanding it because it is easy to obtain the knowledge but the understanding therefore is gold so when you have understanding it becomes easier to practice whatever is written in God's word and then it becomes part of your daily routine your daily life you start living the word and not only talk about it for if you have knowledge it's easy to speak what you know but if you have understanding then it becomes better to practice what you know so it is critical that we do not only know the Lord's prayer but that we should understand it because if we understand it then we will no longer just say let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven you will understand the importance of the kingdom of God ruling on earth as it is in heaven so this is vital and and the reason why I'm speaking about this is and I know we read the text in in Matthew chapter 8 but you'll see what I'm doing this morning the reason why I'm speaking about the specific prayer that Jesus did or Jesus proclaimed in Matthew chapter 6 is verse 13 is verse 13 if you look at verse 13 you will see Jesus said in that model lead us come and say that some lead us but stop right there so lead us not into temptation first but deliver us from evil so so when Jesus said lead us not into temptation in other words he meant bring us not into temptation or keep us from it in fact what he actually said there is when you pray that part and you say lead us not into temptation you need to understand that you are saying help me to overcome temptation and therefore the Catholic Church was wrong the Roman Catholic Church I think it was about two years ago or three years ago when they had a conversation about removing this text saying God tempts no one but Jesus did not contradict himself because what the text mean is not Jesus saying that God leads people into temptation but what Jesus said is when you say lead me not into temptation you are saying help me to overcome temptation and then after that he says so the first one is lead me not into then the next one is but but deliver us from evil now the word deliver in the Greek is rumai which means to rescue 
And the word evil in the Greek, there in the text, is poneros, meaning wicked or the devil. Meaning wicked or the devil. So we have deliverance and we have evil here. Two key words. Deliver us from evil. So in other words, what he's saying is rescue us from the devil. Lead me not into temptation. Help me overcome temptation and rescue me from the devil. That's what he said. So Jesus used this in his prayer model. Not because it should be part of the structure only. He used this because we constantly have a fight. Hey, don't, don't miss that. He used this because we constantly have a fight 24-7. Whether you are weak, demons will bother you. Whether you are asleep, they will come in the form of nightmares through fear. So, so we constantly have a fight. And therefore Jesus says, when you pray, say, deliver me from the evil one, the devil. Because we constantly have a fight. No wonder we pick up from scripture that the first fight is the fight against your own flesh. And then secondly, you fight against the forces of the devil in the spirit realm. So the first fight is your own flesh that you need to control. <laughs> the second fight is against those who want to use your flesh against you. Demonic forces. Listen to Galatians 17 if you don't believe me. Galatians 5 verse 17. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the desires of the Holy Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. They clash. They are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things that you want to do. The flesh. Yeah. To keep you from the things that the flesh wants. Because the Holy Spirit works with the spirit man. So, so the flesh will always want what the flesh wants. Because that's the nature of the flesh, the desires of the flesh. But the spirit wrestles against the flesh in order that the spirit may bring the flesh into subjection to the will of God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then Ephesians chapter 6, listen to this. So the first fight is against your own your first fight is against your own flesh. Then the second fight, listen to this, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor, not some of it, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the and deliver me from the devil against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood 
but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So you will battle your own flesh to bring it into subjection to the will of God. And then secondly, you will battle against those who want to use the flesh against you who are in the spiritual places, who are spiritual forces. No wonder we ask ourselves, how can someone take his own life? The battle is fought in the spiritual realm. Some of them want to kill you before you know who you are. Yeah. Mm. So we fight against the flesh and then we also fight against the devil and his forces trying to use the flesh against us. So, so, so not only did Jesus teach concerning this prayer and how we ought to pray, but Jesus made sure that we do not become ignorant that the devil wants to destroy us. Yeah. Remember what he said? The good shepherd in John chapter 10, he says the enemy comes to do what? Yes. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you may have life and have it in abundance. So Christ does not want us to be ignorant of their battle. That's why he said, when you pray, ask God to rescue you from the one who uses his schemes against you. Because the battle against evil is real. It's not a hoax. The battle against evil is real. It's not a hoax. If the devil can convince you that he doesn't exist, he will kill you in your ignorance. Do you know that? If he can get that right, to tell you there's no such thing as heaven or hell. He will kill you in your ignorance. We are all here just to live, die and be reincarnated. That is Buddhism. He will kill you in your ignorance. And that is like an enemy rich telling you, I'm at peace with you. But he's killing you silently. That's what the devil does. He says, I'm at peace with you. But he's killing you silently. And he often operates in spaces where he's invited. You see, Jesus said, the first thing you say before you say, rescue me from the evil one, is lead me not into temptation. Because temptation will invite him into your space. It is temptation that opens the door for a demon to walk into your house. 
Therefore, the first thing is, lead me not into temptation. Then he says, but rescue me <laughs> from the evil one. Because the evil one knocks daily at your door. And he's looking for a way in. And if you're not careful, if he can't use your door, he will use your window. So you better check your house. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> Lead us not into temptation. It was not only smart words that Jesus used. Let me sound eloquent. That's not what Jesus did. But it was a statement of alert. It was a statement of alert. Because that says, you are vigilant. And therefore Peter says, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. So Jesus says, you need to be alert. Lead me not into temptation. And therefore you need to watch your circle as well. Because wherever they may lead you, may open doors for demons to possess you. See, when, when Jesus spoke about this, when he said, when you pray, say, deliver me from evil. Jesus spoke about, this was a statement of rescue. Because that is what deliverance means. It means rescue me. Because this is an acknowledgement. Remember what I said last week with the Canaanite woman whose daughter was possessed. There are some healing that doctors cannot even help you with. When someone is demon possessed, even a doctor has to call the pastor. (laughs) Because only one individual can rescue that person. And it's Jesus Christ. Rescue me from the devil. This was not just an eloquent statement, but this was a statement of fact. In fact, this was a statement of freedom from bondage. This was a statement that calls for chains to be broken in your life. So next time when you pray, deliver me from evil, understand that you are calling for him to rescue you from bondage and from chains. You see, we've been saying this, this part of the prayer to avoid a bad dream at night. Uh, Before we go to bed, deliver me from evil, then we sleep. But I'm saying to you, your adversary never sleeps. (laughs) You see, you've been saying it just before you go to sleep. But your adversary wants to destroy you 24-7. Whether you are awake or whether you are sleeping. We we have been saying it to avoid a bad dream. But God started working on us in the morning. You see, to you it was just Uh, let let me just say this so I cannot have the same nightmare I had yesterday 
But God says, if you really understand that the same enemy that bothered you last night will bother you again in the morning. So, so, so I need to help you get over bad habits that you practice during the day that keeps you awake at night. That bothers you if you have to sleep. Because you left the door open, you let yourself into temptation, and all of a sudden the enemy entered your space, and now you cannot sleep at night because of something you did during the day. And, and Jesus says, do not just say this before you go to bed. You need me 24-7 to rescue you from the evil one. In fact, when he presented himself, the devil, in front of God, in, John, in Job chapter 1, when God asked him what he has been doing, he said he has been roaming around. So you need to be vigilant. Therefore, our people, if we have to be honest, I can preach good sermons on a Sunday, but if unless you find deliverance, you will walk out with the same problem. Yes, you will walk out with the same problems. Because we are in need of healing when it comes to those things. And, 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 and let me tell you something. When it comes, when it comes to demonic oppression, they will often operate here. They will try to kill you here first. That's why uh, someone who committed suicide, what do they say? They had what? Suicidal? Exactly. Those, those forces in the spirit realm, they start attacking this. And therefore, our people are in need of healing. Because the devil crept into the mind of people. And now, they are even struggling to sleep at night. You see, bondage to fear and sin comes through evil. Yeah. Should I say that again? Yeah. Bondage of fear and sin comes through evil. Yeah. It comes from the wicked forces in the spirit realm and their schemes against you. <coughs> Therefore, when you find yourself in that bondage, you are battling every day of your life with something that you're struggling with and, and, and you feel like there's no way out, you feel like you're in a cage. But the good news today is deliverance comes from Jesus Christ and not even the devil can stop it. If you don't believe me, the book of Exodus 2 verse 23 says, during those many days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. They cry for what? Yeah. Rescue. Yeah. 
from slavery came up to God, deliverance, rescue. It came up to God. In fact, 2 Timothy 4 verse 18 says, The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. But listen to this one in Psalm 71. The psalmist says, Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, evil, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel men. For you, O Lord, he says, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, listen to this, from my youth. Because the enemy wants to kill you early in your life. Do you know the devil does not wait for you to get old to kill you? Yeah. In fact, his strategy is the earlier he kills you, the quicker he kills what God has put inside of you. <laughs> and therefore, he wants to destroy young people with everything. Let me tell you something. We, we find different types of addictions. And the hypocrisy of our society is alcoholics laughing at people who are drug addicts. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hypocrisy of our society nowadays. So, so the one who cannot go without a bottle every weekend laughs at one who cannot go without cocaine every weekend. But they both have a problem. They are both addicted. Yes. In fact, I love what Bishop Jakes once said. He said, whether you are drunk with the most expensive outfit and whether someone is drunk with clothes that you cannot even, like clothes that are torn, he says, it doesn't matter, a drunk is a drunk. <laughs> so, 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 so we have this messed up society where we have alcoholics pointing fingers at drug addicts. But they are both addicted to a substance. And therefore, when it was lockdown level 5, they could not go without it. They paid 1.5 for a bottle of 400 rand because they have a problem. Yeah. And who crept into their minds? They don't even realize that the spirit forces has them bound to substance abuse. And yet they are pointing fingers. I've been there, I've done that, so I can talk about it. Mm. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. Our generation, they have this problem, not because they like to party. It sounds, it sounds contradictory now, ne? They have this problem because the enemy has them in bondage. Yes. Yes. Because he's killing them in their ignorance. Because he convinced them he doesn't exist in their circumstances. So the enemy says to them, Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you, Lord Jesus. 
the Lord. <laughs> and this is what the Holy Spirit is showing me. The enemy says to them, isn't this the same thing that Jesus, that, that, that the devil did when he tempted Jesus? He said, the word says, if you throw yourself from the mountain, his angels, he, he quoted Psalm 91. So he quotes scripture to them as well. He says, don't you know in John chapter, chapter I, I believe it's John chapter 3, don't you know, or chapter 2, don't you know that Jesus turned water into wine? And before they know it, they are in bondage. And demons control their lives. And they think they are still in control of it. You are not. Because you could not even go without it in lockdown level. You have a problem. And that's demonic possession. You see, the problem is, we think demon possession, it's only a matter of someone climbing on walls and ah, and then exorcists need to come in. And yes, that does happen. It's real. It does happen. But let me tell you, there are spirits who possess people through this. <laughs> You see, the enemy wants to destroy us young. That's his scheme. That's his plan. The psalmist says, rescue me, O Lord, from the wicked one. But let me tell you something. This is a battle that you cannot conquer on your own. If you think Rich, you can win this battle in your own strength. The devil is laughing. Because he knows the only person who has victory over him is Christ. And unless the Christ comes to your rescue and dwells within you, he will continue to torment you. So it's not a battle that you can win on your own. You need Jesus. To help you overcome this. That's why he says when you pray. When you pray to him. Deliver me. Oh Lord rescue me. From the. These guys understood. It is only God who could deliver them from the evil one. And therefore it brings me to. To Matthew chapter 8. The scripture that we read in the first place. Matthew 8 verse 28. Matthew chapter 8, if you look at the beginning of Matthew chapter 8, you will see Jesus healed a leper. So that was a physical disease. So it was a physical sickness. Then you would also see that Jesus healed the paralyzed man of the, the paralyzed servant of the centurion. It was a physical ailment that he had. He could not walk. But in verse 28, this was not physical. Yeah. This was a spiritual sickness. And in verse 28, the word of God says, And when Jesus came to the other side after doing great works, 
even healing Peter's mother-in-law. So, so when Jesus came to the other side, crossing the sea, and after they had the challenge with the wind and the storm, and Jesus said, peace be still, when they got to the other side, Matthew 8 verse 28 says, they got to the country of the Gadarenes. Two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs as fierce that no one could even pass that way. Yeah, I like that part. No one could pass that way until Jesus came. Amen. In fact, if you can read about this text in Luke, you will see that he says the demons knew he was coming, so they went out to see him before he could even enter the region. Imagine they tormented people that passed that way, but when Jesus came, they ran towards him and they knew that someone was about to do something. Someone was about to do something. But listen to the scripture. The scripture says, these evil spirits, they made these individuals do fierce things. So in other words, they were not in control of their own bodies. And that's what I just said. The, the demons come, when, when, when demons come into your space, you will have no self-control when you allow them in your space. You will have no self-control. So, so, these guys were no longer in control of themselves. They tormented other people that even passed that way. But I want you to, to note these things. They, they were no longer in control of their own bodies, number one. The second thing is, they became aggressive towards the people of that society. And the third thing is, that I need you to pick up. The Bible says they came from the tomb, so they did not even reside among the people anymore. Now, this is a glorious thing that the Holy Spirit showed me. The Spirit of God said to me, this is the same problem that you have with drug addiction in your society. This is the tool that the enemy used. And all of these things that I just mentioned are embedded in what the evil one does with drugs. All of those things are embedded. So the first thing is, when you become addicted to drugs, you cannot control yourself. You, 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 the enemy controls you. You no longer control your own body. The second thing that he does is, he makes sure, the Bible said they were fierce and they tormented. The second thing he does, he does is, he will use that tool so that you can torment the people in your own house. You will take stuff from your own people and sell it because there's no self-control in the first place. The third thing he does is he will make you reside in a space where you do not belong. You will sit at drug houses that was never meant for you. 
circles that were never meant for you. You see how the devil operates. The Holy Spirit said to me, this is what he does to my people. This is how he destroys them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let's look at it in general. I mentioned addiction in that. Let's look at gender-based violence. Your, 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 your children will struggle to control themselves. They will continue to run back. The second thing is, they will get angry at you, fierce, because you are helping them. And the third thing is, they will stay in that space. The tombs. Hey Lord, hear yeah. Let me tell you something. This thing is demonic. You, you have been, been, been looking at psychologists. You have been looking at all those things. And they could only help you to a certain extent. Because they speak from philosopher's perspective. But Jesus says, this thing is spiritual. You're going to have to start doing what the Canaanite woman did. Fall on your knees, Lord. Help me. Because you're not going to win this battle on your own reach. Lord, help me. The desire is popping up. Help me. Because I am no longer, it feels like, be honest. Last week we spoke about it. It feels like I'm no longer in control of myself. Someone else is controlling me and I can feel it. Someone else is telling me, you need this. Help me. This is demonic. It's not a psychological problem. If you don't believe me, why would someone come out of a rehab? If it's a psychological problem and in six months time go back to that thing. Yeah. Who told that person to go back after six months of being clean? Yeah. This is a problem and it's a spiritual problem. Evil is busy tormenting our people and the ignorance is killing our people. In fact, most of the time the ignorance kill us as the church. Yeah. Because we fail to see things in the spirit. That's for the Bible says, you, you see when we hear discernment, the only thing we think it's false prophets. The Bible says discern in everything. Yeah. Discern, that's the, 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 the main aim of discernment. It's not just for you to say, that's a false prophet, that's a false teacher. Yeah. No, it's even for you to discern, to say, this thing that's killing my child is not a psychological thing. Yes. The devil has come into my space. He says in Matthew 8, the Bible says in Matthew 8, 29, Behold, the demons cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come to torment us before the time? Let me tell you, that is the greatest news you could ever hear when you are battling with your addictions. That the demons knew that they lost. <laughs> Have you come to torment us before the time? They knew that it's already played out that Jesus won when he was on the cross. So all you have to do is obtain the victory in him. 
In fact, the Bible says, and behold, they cried out. You see, when there's a behold moment, that means Jesus has come into your space. May you go home today and not just walk into your house and say, I've been at church. May you walk in with the power of God where those spirits see and they know, behold, the Christ has come into the space. You see, I, I, I have not come here today to preach about the peaks because people can preach about these peaks and, and the demons that went into the peaks. I came to tell you today that the demons back Christ yes. because they knew that they were subjected to the authority of the Christ. I'm saying to you today that whatever spirit has tormented you, there is nothing too hard for God yes. to deliver you from that spirit. I'm saying to you that whatever spirit came into your space that is not the Holy Spirit and torments your children. I'm saying to you, when Jesus come into the space, even the demons kneel and they beg, sent us into the pigs because when Jesus comes into the space, he makes an exchange. The life of your child for the lives of the demons the demons will no longer have power when jesus walks into the space the power here is not in the peaks but the power here is in the christ who came into the region the power is in the christ who came into the region i'm saying to you there's good news here. This is the gospel of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom. That Jesus is victorious and so are we because we serve him. I'm here to tell you today that deliverance is here today. I'm here to tell you that God is already working today in your space and you are at the right place and therefore I'm, I'm telling you now the enemy has told you that there's nothing that God can do about this for you I'm saying to you that today God is saying I will not only do a miracle in your life, you will become the miracle. You will be the miracle. When you walk and people see you, they will say, is that the same man that was addicted? Is that the same individual that struggled with that? Is that the same young lady that could not get out of that relationship? I'm saying to you today <laughs> that when Jesus comes into the region, deliverance has arrived. Amen. Deliver me from evil. You know why? For yours is the kingdom. The what? Yours is the kingdom, the, the power and the glory. When he walks into your space, deliverance is sure. 
Jesus did not even speak a lot. <laughs> you know what he said? After they begged him, he said, go. <laughs> yeah. The power of his word will bring you deliverance. You see, you, therefore, when you gain understanding of his word, then you know that he's able to deliver you. He said, go. The spirits could no longer torment them. In fact, the spirits could no longer torment the society. Do you know spirits attack people individually to upset the whole society? Yeah. That's why the drug problem started with a person. <laughs> And then that person influenced another person. Yeah. And now we are having a problem in the region. Yeah. But when the Christ comes into the region, not even that can stop him. Because yours is the, the kingdom, the power and the glory. I want to conclude by saying, The herdsman fled. The Bible says the herdsman fled. Listen to this. After Jesus delivered them. And going into the city, they told everything. Especially what had happened to the demon-possessed man. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to do what? To leave the region. I, I think they should have asked him to stay. They begged him to leave the region. In conclusion, I want to say, when Jesus delivers you, the first thing is, they will talk how you have become the miracle. Yeah. Therefore, I said the subject today is, you are the miracle. Amen. You see, when Jesus delivers you from spiritual bondage, it's not a physical disease it was not healing in that in that manner so you yourself become the miracle Amen. the second thing is in conclusion even when they tell jesus to leave listen to this <laughs> they said leave please leave our region we do not want you here even when they told him to leave Deliverance had already come. It was too late. <laughs> uh, deliverance had already come. It was too late. So even if they chase him, someone was already healed. Hey, Rafa. I want you to say this today. Let's all say it together. Tell the devil it's too late. <laughs> Jesus has already came into the region. I am delivered. I am a miracle. 